if I die tomorrow selling software, what the F is my life? And I really lived that way. And I just knew there was a piece of me that died and would stay dead if I stayed in corporate. Welcome to the Hella Rich Podcast, a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs who want to get hella rich in time, money, and joy with your business coaches, Allison Carpio and Nadia Deala. If you love what we're doing, leave us a review so you can let others know that this podcast is pretty badass and it's worth listening to and sharing with others. Also, make sure you smash that subscribe button so you know when to catch the next episode. And don't forget to join the party in our free Facebook group, Hella Badass Women of Color Entrepreneurs at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hella Badass WOC. All right. For today's episode, we are going to talk about how to make your side hustle your main hustle, right? It doesn't need to be your side piece anymore. It could be your main piece one day. But the <laughs> I just have so many songs going through my head I know, right now. I know. I just looked you straight in the eyes and I see that. So <laughs> here's the deal. It takes a lot of intention and a lot of energy and effort to make your side piece your main piece, right? To make your side hustle your main hustle. So this is really for folks who... You might have a main business, a primary business going on, and you're building another business and side hustle or another revenue stream. Or you might be a nine-to-fiver that wants to quit corporate America one day and live the dream life of creating your own source of income and revenue. And a lot of times what we notice with women of color entrepreneurs who come our way is it's scary, right? It's scary to make the jump into entrepreneurship. It's scary to leave a solid paycheck. It's scary to think, oh, I got to pay for taxes and health benefits. Ah, yes, girl, all of us have to do it. It is a part of being an entrepreneur. And Allison and I wanted to share a little bit about our stories and particularly hers, where she built her side gig and grew it as she maintained and balanced her nine to five so that effectively her nine to five kind of acted as a funnel for her side gig to be able to grow versus me, you know, I didn't do that. So let's just get into it. We want you to come away from this episode thinking, how do I get more alignment with my passion and how do I prioritize my business? Because again, it's as Anything Allison and I say, it starts with mindset combined with strategy. So it is intentional thought, intentional effort. So Allison, why don't you tell us about how you started your business and how you made your side piece your main piece? (laughs) I was working a nine to five job. I was a product marketing manager at a tech company four years ago, and I knew I wanted to become my own boss. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I wasn't the type of person who could just quit and, you know, start from scratch. So what I did was I did a couple things. So I got some mentors to help me with building it up while I was still in my nine to five. And it was a lot of work, you know, having a full-time job and building a business That's not easy, but I knew for me, I would feel better and more secure building it at the same time than just completely cutting off my income. I live in San Francisco, it's not cheap, and I gotta eat. 
and do a lot of other things. So I wanted to make sure that I had enough savings and that I was able to have a steady enough cash flow coming in at the same time. So I joined a couple programs, um, hired a mentor, and in my free time or you know, on certain days of the week at certain times of the day, I would dedicate that to building my side gig. So whether that was getting on podcast episodes, talking to prospective clients, even going to events, even just educating myself on things like copywriting, which is you know what I ended up doing full-time for my business. I did everything that I could to build that business. And actually, because the business that I was building was very related to my nine to five job, I got my employer to pay for some things that I would have had to pay for. So for example, if there was a you know program on copywriting that I wanted to learn and be able to offer to clients, I had my job pay for that because that was an investment in myself. And that was something that would be beneficial for me in the job and in my business. So I did that. I also set a benchmark for myself for savings. So I wanted to make sure I had a really good cushion in case, you know, something goes wrong. You know, there's always the risk of feast and famine. So I saved about, I want to say eight to nine months worth of living expenses. And this is at a time where I had my own apartment at the time. I made sure to pad that a lot because, you know, having an apartment is a lot more expensive than having roommates. I also set revenue benchmarks. So once I was making X amount of money per month, then that would feel really comfortable in leaving my nine to five. And those two things were the things that I knew that if I hit those two, then I would feel comfortable about leaving my nine to five and solely focusing on my business instead of quitting and then using all of that spare time to build the business. Whereas Nadia, I know you have a very different story. So why don't you tell us about that? Well, yes. So very, very different. And I think it's really fun how we both approached it differently. So I tell Allison this all the time that you were like the first person I knew directly who had an online business. And I thought it was super, super cool. We actually left our jobs, our high paying tech jobs, same year. I think you left January and I left about June. And I had saved a bunch of what I call fuck you money. (laughs) So at first it was fear money. So I had a fatty savings. I was going through a really terrifying and scary and uncertain immigration process at the time with my husband, who Allison is very, very close with. They're friends and homies. They have to know each other since we're best friends. I was terribly unhappy with the career ladder that I was climbing, which was tech sales. And I had just helped start an account management team for a company that is a tech startup, HelloSign, that just got acquired by Dropbox last year, which is awesome. And I loved my experience there. It has a lot to do with why I'm so good at negotiations in the first place. That's truly where I learned how to be a negotiation queen and selling so much better. And I just knew that it wasn't it. So I had a lot of fear money, as I said at first, saved up because I thought, okay, if my immigration process with my husband doesn't go well, I need as much US dollars as possible to make sure we're good if I have to leave the US and live in his home country. 
Because I was so terribly unhappy, my husband turned to me one day since I was complaining day after day after day after day because I knew I just had a deeper purpose, which I think a lot of women of color entrepreneurs who come our way and a lot of our members know this about themselves. They know they have a bigger impact and there's that calling inside of us. Like you knew you wanted to be your own boss. I didn't necessarily think that. I knew I just was meant to help people on a deeper level than selling a software as a service. (laughs) I was like, if I die tomorrow selling software, what the F is my life? And I really lived that way. And I just knew there was a piece of me that died and would stay dead if I stayed in corporate. And so what I needed was space. I turned the fear money into F you money and my partner and I, did the same thing as Allison and we're like, we wanted basically essentially 12 months worth of expenses. So I closed a bunch of deals, collected a bunch of commission, paid all my credit cards down so that we started with zero debt, which is such a privilege to be able to do. And I lived in SF too. So I took a self-funded career sabbatical and just simply created space. And then how I knew to do that and knew when to actually quit, Allison gave me that deadline. I don't know if you remember, but we were doing huh. Google. Yeah, I know. This might be news to you, but nice. we were doing Google. Good job, Past Allison. You're like my Sherpa. <laughs> did this. Yeah. Thank you, Past Allison. Um, and thank you, Past Nadia, for following her. So yeah. you, at the time, which I thought was incredible, you were basically working out of a different country almost every month or at least once a quarter. I just thought that was fascinating. I knew no one else who did that. And now I know so many being in the online business world and you kind of were my guide into that. So I remember you were saying, look, girl, choose a date because I probably was messaging you on Google Hangouts because we were always on there all the time. That was the thing to do back then. And you said, why don't you meet me in Peru and Colombia? I'm going to be there end of June, beginning July or whatever you were like, that could be your last day. Because what happens when we don't create space and we're not intentional about our businesses, for instance, what I see a lot of people is that they just don't make the time because they don't think they're worthy of it because they're pouring themselves into other people and other projects and their nine to fives, et cetera. And what I noticed I was doing, I had the money saved for a while, the number Giovanni and I wanted, my partner and I wanted to see. And I kept saying like, oh, but after this launch, I'll leave. Oh, but after this project's wrapped up, I'll leave. Oh, but after this milestone, I'll leave. And we just make all these excuses. And Allison, you were the one that was like, girl, meet me in Peru and Colombia. (laughs) And that was it. So I had taken a sabbatical. And then that is when I found coaching. It wasn't the other way around. And then in exploring coaching further, little by little, I recognized, oh, I still don't want to go back into corporate America. And suddenly I was like, well, I guess I'm starting a business. And that's like a really bottom line story about this. But Allison and I were very different in that, again, Allison created her side hustle, grew it, and then went all in. Whereas I just kind of fell into entrepreneurship on accident, which happens a lot too. I still remember the restaurant in Medellin, Colombia we were in, 
And what we were eating when I was like, why don't you become a coach? <laughs> You'd be so good at it. And I remember that night very specifically, we were eating pulpo octopus with this really crunchy quinoa, if you remember that. Yes, of at course our favorite I do. Because we tried to make it ourselves. We made crunchy quinoa ourselves. <laughs> we did. <laughs> it was bomb. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there are two different journeys and it doesn't matter which one you take. It just matters what works for you. Regardless of which path you take, there are a couple of things that you need to do in order to make your side hustle, your side piece, your main piece. I don't you think like I could that? say that with a straight face. I can. <laughs> there are certain things you need to do very seriously, in all honesty, to make your side piece, your main piece. I got you. Go. Thank what you. do they got to do? You. Okay. So first of all, you want to dedicate time every single week. Ideally, it's the same time of day. Or like, let's say it's Friday mornings and Sunday mornings, or maybe it's Thursday afternoons and Monday afternoons. Whatever it is, you want to plan for that ahead of time. Because if you say, I'll do it when I have free time, Free time becomes nap time. Free time becomes like, let's go shopping or let's, you know, go out and do something. So you want to schedule that ahead of time. It's like working out. If I told myself I would just work out whenever I had free time, I would never, ever, ever do it. But I do it Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And that's what it is. And I know to show up. I know to plan ahead of time. I know to prepare. And I do it almost every single time. So that's the first thing you want to dedicate your time every single week. The second thing is if you are going to stay in your nine to five, you need to be somewhat happy and satisfied and fulfilled when you're at your nine to five. Otherwise, you're just going to be really burnt out or you're going to be you're going to have all of this built up resentment. And that is going to drain you so that when it's time to work on your business, you're not gonna have the energy or focus to do so. So maybe that means drawing more boundaries around when you're gonna end your workday. I decided to do a work from home day every Wednesday. And you know, when I work from home, you know, away from the office, I was getting so much more done. So therefore I was able to end my workday a lot earlier. And therefore I had the extra, you know, two or three hours left in the day to dedicate to my business. And you know, when I'm working on projects that were more energizing that really fed into how I showed up for my business. And I mentioned this earlier, but I had this really big reframe of like, my employer right now is funding me to start this business. So how can I either get them to invest in my business for me, whether that's any programs that are related to my job and my business, or you know, how much of my paycheck can I allocate towards investing in my business or my savings or whatever that is. Right. So that's the second thing is like, you really wanna make sure that you're not completely done done. I think Nadia, you might've fallen in that boat, right. but you don't wanna to be totally drained so that you can show up for your side hustle at the yeah. same time. One of our members on that actually has her company fully sponsoring the Let's Get Hella Rich membership. Right. Even if it is clearly focused on entrepreneurship, but it just is aligned and they see the value in it and they are willing to fully sponsor her and reimburse her, whatever the setup is. This happens a lot with my clients, but best believe y'all that 
Allison talks about that magical day where we ate crispy fried quinoa, where she suggested coaching to me. And ever since that day, I kid you not, coaching has been my life. Something was ignited in me and I just knew that was it. And I kept following it and following it. But throughout my journey, especially the first year, best believe if I had known that I would have been a coach, which I'm 99.9% sure that I had to create the space in order for that to ever enter into my life. I don't know if I would have ever figured out coaching was it while I was in the quote unquote done done, as Allison said, the burnt out. I was super burnt out. I was trying to heal. And if I had known I wanted to be a coach, I would have absolutely stayed in my nine to five and maybe tried to do it your way for sure. And try to say, yes, sponsor this coaching for me, (laughs) sponsor this coaching training, sponsor this coaching certification. And then perhaps I would have said peace at some point as I took on clients early in the day or late in the evening or on the weekends, et cetera, that we see a lot of our nine to five members. We have a lot of nine to fivers in our membership who are moms, like multiple children, full timers. Some of them have multiple hustles already. So this is where you really have to be very intentional about creating that space, as Allison said. And you'd be really surprised at how much your company is willing to support you. Nadia was mentioning earlier, one of our members has her Let's Get Hella Rich membership covered. I mean, that's not totally unusual. There are so many ways you can position this kind of learning to your employer where they'll say, yeah, like we have the funds for that. You know, most companies will have some type of education funds or budget kind of thing. And even when you're negotiating, that's something you could definitely slide in there as like one of your negotiation tools is like getting invested in for some of these programs that you probably would have paid for yourself. But it's like, send the bill to your employer. Right. You don't always have to cover it yourself. Learning and development funds, educational funds, coaching funds. A lot of companies have them nowadays. They have all the funds. And then the third thing is set your benchmarks. So, you know, what percentage of your current income can you allocate every paycheck? How many months of your living expenses do you need to save up? What do you feel comfortable with having as your cushion, your FU fund, as Nadia mentioned, so that when you hit that mark, it's very clear to you that you are safe enough to leave. And then finally, make sure you get support. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but you don't have to do this alone. Having other nine to fivers, having mentors, having coaches with you along the way. For me, it was so important because I found a mentor who showed me how to build my business the best way possible. If I didn't have their support, I probably would have done things like got really crappy jobs on Upwork, you know, did really crappy low paying jobs. I probably would have undercharged to a certain extent. And I sidestepped all of that by investing very early. I think some people think that they need to be at a certain level to get a mentor. And I'm not saying you need to, you know, spend all your money on all these high level masterminds, but there's something to be said about investing very early from the get-go so that you have that guidance from the start. It's been really crucial for me, and I'm sure for you too, Nadia, to have that support along the way at every step of the entrepreneurship journey. Right. So I've probably had a total of five different business and life coaches and therapists, right? Like that's even included in the support of what it takes and joining masterminds, et cetera. Sometimes it takes a minute. 
to figure out what you really want and the type of community you want to be in. But I invested, oh, I want to say four months into exploring coaching and getting my training and certification on. And I was like, I need a business coach. I do. So I invested in that. It was a little out of my range because your girl wasn't making money yet, right? In her business for her first year, I was barely making anything. But I just knew in my gut, in my intuition, I was aligned with the coach. She was offering a community of experienced coaches who were not that far from where I was and I wanted to be at their stage and she helped them get to that stage. And I just trusted her and trusted her program and went for it and Yes, it was way out of my means at the times, but I've tripled my return on investment easily because I did what she helped me do in her process was like enroll my first clients, not waste time on a website if I didn't know my niche and really understand my niche and sell, sell, sell and how to market myself. Like I just learned so much and that's something that I don't know where I would be without business coaches and my own mentors that I've invested in. Exactly. And just to sum that up, one, make sure you dedicate time every single week. Make sure that you are somewhat satisfied or happy with where you're at so that you can have that energy to bring to your side hustle. Set a benchmark for yourself so you know when it's a good time to leave. And then finally, get support. So if you're a woman of color entrepreneur and you want to make your side hustle your main hustle and you're in need of both mindset and strategy support to grow your business, Nadia and I got you. Go to letsgethellerich.com and see what our community program is all about. Info will also be in the show notes, but in short, you get two bi-weekly calls per month, one mindset session where you get live group coaching so you can break through your mindset blocks like perfectionism, you know, being worthy of charging high rates, and you get one strategy session where we'll brainstorm on the spot, review anything you're building or creating, and give you instant marketing feedback. You'll also get access to all previous training recordings like our pricing workshop, our content workshop, our amazing sales workshop, and then our signature courses on mindset and marketing. We also have a private community where you get on-demand feedback and coaching from myself and Nadia on your marketing and mindset support. So a lot of our members have been posting their website copy for me to review. They've been posting their framework and their offer details, and we're just giving them feedback in real time in case you can't make the live calls. So remember, sis, you don't have to do business alone. Let's get hella rich together. And we're excited to see you there. Again, that's letsgethellarich.com.